there's a huge safety net for medical entrepreneurs in that the medical field is always there. If we stepped out and tried this and it didn't go well, okay, you just go back and start working more, right? So it's to not take- If you don't that, try it, you'll never know. Right. In some businesses, in some backgrounds, you're not going to have as big of a safety net. But the medical field is always going to be there no matter what. How do we, as medical professionals, create the life of our dreams and still impact the lives of our patients? My name is Dr. Adam Sewell, and I'm here to show you how to break free of the traditional healthcare system that has you overworked and underpaid. If you're ready to join us, visit freedomthroughprosperity.com. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Medical Entrepreneur Podcast. We have Joe and Katie Severe. We'll be talking to them today about their entrepreneurial journey. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So both of you are CRNAs, which if anyone's not familiar with a CRNA is a certified registered nurse anesthetist. Uh, and you've transitioned into the world of aesthetics and owning your own aesthetics practice. Is that right? Yes, that's it. Do you want to talk a little bit about what piqued your curiosity into doing aesthetics from going from a very highly desired job. Um, I always say CRNA is like hard to get accepted into school. Everybody thinks that's kind of like you've achieved a, a great career. Why would you want to change and do something different? Katie, do you want to talk about how that came about? So I hear this question a lot and I kind of go back to the beginning. So I started getting Botox. I'm 35 and I started getting Botox when I was 28. Um, I was actually, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was eating dinner with my mom and my dad. And my dad said, why are you looking at me that way? And I was like, like what? And he was like, you look angry. And I was like, that's just my face. And so I looked at my mom and I was like, when are we going to get Botox? And so I've been getting Botox since I was 28. And then the rest is history. I've been, I, I, other than pregnancy, I've gotten it pretty frequently. And then a little over a year ago, I was being injected by someone who knew that I was a CRNA. And she said, why aren't you doing this? And I looked at Joe and he was shook his head because he was like, I've been telling her to do this. I don't and so that was the extra fire I needed. And I signed up for my aesthetics business class the next day. And then everything just kind of fell into place after that. Uh, once I started, I knew that this was something I loved immediately. And I've never looked back. I think too, that the hospital setting is a little different right now too. And being out of it and doing something that's really fun with patients that are happy to be there makes a difference. There are two totally different ball games. Uh, if I can jump in here, the hospital setting, don't get me wrong. I, I love being a CRNA um, and I love everything about it, but it's also different to be your own boss, uh, kind of create your own hours, doing something fun, something different. And I think that's a lot of the drive towards this as well. It's, it's to yeah. go have fun uh, a little more fun. Uh, obviously, anesthesia is a little more intense. So this is our more uh, fun gig on the side. Kind of cre a creative outlet. Yes, 100%. So Katie, you were initially the first one to start injecting and then Joe decided to join you. Yes. So I um, trained last September with Kelly Hermans up in, above in north of Detroit. And um, I just started out mobile. So my Instagram is traveling talks because I was mobile to begin with. And um, people loved it because it was still around uh, when COVID numbers were higher and some people just didn't want to go anywhere to get treated. So I went to them. 
And um, it was very convenient and people loved that. And then um, after three months, it grew so fast that we started looking for storefronts. And then Joe came on board and we just started growing and growing. I mean, it just took off so fast. I wanted to take some of the pressure off her while I, I, we yeah. do the same job and I inject people all day long. So I said, I can do that too. So I'll, I'll uh, join you to help kind of take some of the pressure off her and, uh, and join in on some of the, some of the fun. Yeah. So it's kind That's of awesome. to meet the demand because you, you filled up so quickly. I did. So, yeah. And Joe laughed at me when I, when I first started, I told him my goal, I've never had monetary goals. I've always had like new client goals. I want to see new people. I want to meet new people and I want to treat new people. And so my goal to start was just 10 clients a month. And in two weeks I had 20 clients. So Joe laughed at me and he was like, I knew that this, I knew that you were going to be great at this, but like now I can see it. So the next month my goal is 20 and I hit 23 clients. And then the next month it was 23 clients and we got 25 new clients. And I say that humbly because I feel very blessed that people wanted us to take care of them or me to take care of them. Um, And most of those clients are still mine today. So it just grew so fast. That's awesome. How did you get those first clients? I called one of them, my unicorn client, because um, she was one of my first that I treated and she has literally referred 20 people to me. She's amazing. She knows who she is if she listens to this. So I actually posted about my business, um, who I am. I'm Katie Sevier. I live in the Lewis Center area. I'm local. Um, I'm a CRNA. I explained what that is and said that I am mobile. And I had um, a couple of people reach out to me about doing a couple of like little brunches or get togethers with their girlfriends. And so right off the bat, I had a couple of parties and injected some new, I mean, everybody was new. And then um, I had family too. My mom, my aunts were in town, um, a couple other family members that allowed them me to inject them first. But yeah, it I, it really started from a couple of posts on Facebook in networking groups. And I found some ladies that are just tremendously supportive and have helped me grow by referring people to me. Excellent. So I know you guys kind of have a tactic you've talked about before for how you have built your business from going to be a mobile injector, just doing Botox to Joe now joining you, having a storefront, and you've hired another injector? Yes. Jenna, she's awesome. Do you want to kind of talk about how you've done that, how you've built a business with without any advertising um, and go into that? Yeah, I'll talk about this. So um, we were chatting a little bit offline before, but I, I never knew how much I liked business until I was... I owned my own or had my own. And I never realized how creative my brain wanted to be. And so um, I just got really creative with my marketing and advertising, like my own posts and my own networking with other people. A lot of it actually isn't necessarily on social media. It's just talking to people and reaching out to others that I see that are local in my area and saying like, oh my gosh, I love your small business. It's wonderful. Maybe we could collaborate together. Um, I have a space now, but I didn't originally. And I reached out to a couple people and just explained who I was and what I do. And I was lucky enough to have a couple of spas say like, sure, we would love to have you like just come in and treat some of our clients. So I just talked to people. Really? I, I'm not bad at talking to people. I like to talk to people. So I think that we weren't big on social media, but a little bit of the power of social media. Um, there are 
groups that are created on social media. So networking groups, et cetera, et cetera. So um, she got on some of those and we focused in on what we do best, being nice to people. So we focused in on other small businesses. Um, and like she said, we uh, she talked to a couple a couple people that wanted to collaborate, thought that you know their clients and our potential clients would would mix well, um, and both businesses could benefit. And um, we kind of ran with it that way. It was basically one of those like, how can we help each other, and how can I help yes. you? And so, especially when I opened my doors to my office, that's when it really took off because I had so many other. I had so many new small businesses now that I had talked to that I that don't have a space. And so now I was able to host them and say, like, come in, let's do an event together. Or like, I'm not even gonna do anything. Just bring your clients into my office and you you host what you want. And by getting their clients in my office, now they see what we're about, but also it helps them grow because they have a space to bring their clients to and to run their business. And so we've done a lot of collaborations now that we actually have an office. And the small business community is amazing. Like when you get into it, these people that these other individuals that we met, these other small businesses, they're passionate about what they do. And, you know, to to start up something is no small feat in, in certain areas. And so to get these people that are passionate about what they do, the small business community is, is just, it's been amazing. Like the people that we've met, help me help you help us grow. Like it, it, it's really been awesome. Yeah. And we're all about the, like, the more you help people, the it's going to come full circle. Yeah. Like, I don't care when it happens, but I know it will because that's what happens when you're nice to people. I mean, good things will happen to you. So the golden rule in action, right? Yeah. That's what I tell exactly. my kids. <laughs> Be nice to people. So Katie, listen to you talk about how, you know, you realized that you didn't, I guess, maybe realize you had a business side. Joe, what was it like for you to almost see like a whole new woman that you didn't even know you were married to because you, you married a nurse initially. And now it turns out she's this woman who has all these business ideas and is collaborating with other local businesses. Well, let me tell you a quick little story that I was asked one time, what do I like about Katie the most? And that was that Katie wanted to be with me and she didn't need to be with me. I've always known that Katie she can handle herself perfectly fine. I just think I was the extra added little step to, to push her maybe a little bit out of her comfort zone. I think I'm the little bit more uh, wild card and uh, Kitty's just a little bit more hesitant, uh, which isn't a bad thing, but I think I was the extra little push that she needed. So I always knew she had it. It was just the, the right time, right place, and a, and a little extra push. It's true. Like when you find your passion, it just feels easy. You just like run with it because you love it. But like when Joe said he's more of a wild card, he's like, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, I got to think about this for like a good two, three days. When we found our space, I had to make a decision in like two hours. And I did. And Joe was like, oh my God, thank God, because somebody else is going to snatch <laughs> that up. So yeah, I mean, once I made the decision to start doing this, I did kind of become a new person. Like I can make decisions on the fly. I can like think fast and it's changed me in, in really good ways for sure. Yeah, that is awesome. Like we, we always talk about, you know, kind of the internal and the external journey. And that's, I think part of being in business is constantly evolving and growing and sometimes surprising yourself with like, I didn't even know I was capable <laughs> of doing anything like that. 
Can you want to talk a minute about how you did such a quick decision process? Because two hours on a space, that's, um, I don't know how long the leash had time, but. <laughs> we live in a really up and coming area. Pretty much all the suburbs around us is very up and coming. And so we looked at a space um, about 20 minutes south of us, like five minutes outside of Columbus. And it's in a strip in a little downtown. It was really cute, but it was needed so much work and it was very expensive. The rent was very expensive. And I was like, there's not even a bathroom in here. Like, so no to that. And then we looked at a neighboring town and a little downtown there and it just didn't feel perfect. I was like, okay, we could be here. It just didn't feel like meant to be, you know what I mean? And then actually the space that I ended up seeing third is our space, but it is two minutes away from our house. You were driving home, right? I was driving home and there was a sign outside of it that said like for rent. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hope it's that cute little spot with the shaker outside. It's just so cute. I've been looking at it forever. I know what it looks like. And so I called and uh, she was like, actually, they literally vacated today. Can you come look at it? And I said, sure, because I live a second away. So I went and it's the perfect size. It was like the perfect space. It had everything we needed. It needed a little bit of TLC, but otherwise it was perfect. And she said, I have another group looking at it and they're going to decide by tomorrow. Can you give me your decision by tonight? And she was like, I really think that this would benefit you being here. Um, A, because it's such a great space and B, because it's literally across the street from a new downtown that's being built in our area. And there's nothing like our place in our small area. So I came home and I told y'all all about it. And he was like, we got to do this. We got to do it. And I was like, gosh, I, you know me, I cannot. And like an hour and a half later, I was like, all right, let's do it. And I like called her and I told her, yes. I mean, the price was right. The space was perfect. And it's a minute away from our house. If I, if I can go back real quick to the, to the small business community, uh, I'll say this as well. One of the benefits of where we're at is we're not renting from or leasing from a large corporation. corporation Listen, yeah. there's nothing wrong with them. But when you are starting out a small business and you need something from your, uh, you know, person that you're Man leasing Lord, from, yeah. uh, it's so much nicer to call up Bob than to call up, uh, you know, Some XYZ Corporation and email and three days later they yeah. get back to you and blah, 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 blah. So Our landlord answers every our text I send. Is, is, I mean, she's just wonderful. She's, she's amazing. Um, we totally lucked out. Again, it was like a God wink. Like it was meant to be. It was just, it was. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it needed a little TLC. The the Joe and his friend built a whole. We're able to uh, change around the inside a little bit, mm -hmm. and uh, we had a little vision, and it totally came to came, came together. Yeah. One of the questions I want to ask Joe is, um, Joe, like a lot of there's a lot of guys that uh, go into or think about going to aesthetics, but they're not sure, like you know, if they can do it. They feel like you know somewhat at a disadvantage because you know there's a lot of women in aesthetics, and you know they already have like kind of like their own. They're kind of more immersed in that anyway. Could you talk just for a second to any any guys that are out there that are maybe considering either joining their wife or even just going out on their own doing aesthetics? Kind of your experience. Sure. Um, so yeah, those feelings are totally true. Those, by the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, one hundred percent true. And, and you know, a little bit you have to you have to realize that this is a, this is a spa day esque type of situation. So there is there is that factor. Um, that being said. Um, confidence and knowing what you're doing. I think talking to people and it's the same for anesthesia. Um, once you get the training and you know your stuff, 
stay on top of it. When someone comes in and is a little, little bit hesitant, it's amazing how less hesitant they become whenever you um, you can talk to them and and show them you know what you're you know get, show them you're confident in what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the biggest thing. I I have to say that before I started, I have only ever been injected by one female. The rest were all males. They just happened to be physicians, which was fine. Um, I do feel like Joe had those feelings truly at the beginning. He's like, gosh, nobody's want to be injected by me. But turns out Joe is the lip guru and he's really good at lips. And so now Joe gets consultations and appointments for lips because when people find out that you're actually you, sure you're a guy, but you're really good at what you do, they're going to come see it's you. It's just attention to you detail. Know? When you're, when you're a professional, anything and you get good at what you, you know, yep. get good at what you want to do. It's attention to detail, confidence and, and knowing, knowing uh, how to do what you want to do. So, yeah. Nice. So, you know, the confidence and lips, I feel like um, lips are one of the most transformative things we do on the face. Have you guys noticed like such a like a confidence increase just with a new lip of what women from like 100%. younger um, to even yeah to older it's like I don't know if you want to talk about either. sure I, so I will say a because filler is immediate so the results as soon as you hold that mirror up when you're done and they get to see them I mean I we I have cried with patients in my chair um Joe had a lady that she's in her seventies and he literally built her lips and they are gorgeous. And she was, she literally walks around town telling everybody about her lips. She loves them so much, but it really does transform your face when you are, when you have nothing there. And now you finally have a shape. I could talk about so many of my lip clients, literally every single one of them. I don't have clients walking around like saying like, look at my new cheeks, or anything. <laughs> but I have all, every single one of our lip clients do look at my lips. Aren't they awesome? It's just, yeah, it is a confidence booster like no other. We've had some pretty amazing um, stories as well. So some pretty amazing clients that yeah. have just been so grateful that something has bothered them for so long. Uh, not just lips, but um, yeah, it, other it, treatments it, too. It, it's That's the most fun, hands down. That's the beauty of aesthetics. Yep. It's not about making somebody look different or it's not about it's something not about that's vain. It's making somebody somebody that comes in and ha I have a patient that had a stroke and her one side is lower than the other. And now we can even out her brows or, you know, or it, there's a lot of things about aesthetics that are awesome. Somebody with acne scarring all over their face and now they don't wear makeup anymore. Yeah, we've and for 30 years, they have worn foundation on their face because they were embarrassed. So I know we started on lips, but so much about aesthetics in general is such a confidence booster because it's a subtle change. We're not here to change your beauty. Everybody is beautiful, but we're here to enhance it and subtly. And it is even just that little change. It's just like such a huge confidence booster. Well, it's amazing too. I think that uh, uh, people are hesitant to, to get into aesthetics, meaning uh, customers, because they see the, the the vain side of it, the vanity of it. But when in reality, if the last couple of years haven't taught us anything, it's that self-care, uh, self-confidence, feeling good about yourself, yeah. uh, you know, mental health from feeling good about yourself, good about yourself. Confidence, yeah. uh, confidence is, is second to none, right? Yeah. So it's, um, if you look at it that way, it's a totally different ballgame. 
Amen. Love it. Yeah, I love your your philosophy. You know, it's all about again back to that inner transformation. Right. I feel like happens sometimes with the external, even even with the needle and in a study. I'd say the internal transformation is even more than just that lip filler. Yeah. Or even more than just that Botox in the face or Xeomin or whatever you're using. It, it is. It's watching somebody literally get out of our chair and cry happy tears and walk out the door glowing is all I want to see. That's all we care about. One thing that we noticed was like whenever we started doing aesthetics versus like, you know, kind of more traditional like mainstream medicine, I just felt like the the connect the, the whole patient relationship was totally different, you know. Would you ever compare and contrast like what you saw as a CRNA working, you know, in a, in a surgery center in a hospital versus your clients now that come in and what that means to you as a person? So Joe and I have talked about this. And when you're taking care of patients in the hospital, some people want to be there because they're having a procedure that makes them feel better, but not everybody in the hospital wants to be there. They're, they don't feel good. You know, there, there's a reason they're there. It's taking them away from their family and their work and their house and their home and their comfort. And it's foreign and it can be uncomfortable being in a hospital as comfortable as we try to make it for them. But when people walk into our doors at our office, it's because they want to be there and they, they're happy to be there and they're excited. And it's just, it's a totally different ball game. And it's, not that anesthesia isn't fun because it is. We love making people feel good asleep and waking them up comfortable, but it is a whole new level of making people feel good in aesthetics because it's a whole new level of like happiness. Well, I always jokingly say uh, when I had students at one of the bigger hospitals that I was at, I always used to jokingly say, you know, it's a good day in anesthesia when you are done with the cases and nobody remembers your name. Um, so no one was no one was mad at you. You kept things moving, like yeah. the cases were in and out. <laughs> the surgeons aren't mad at you. Uh, you know, pre-op packing nurses weren't mad at you. So uh, if you could get in and out and no one knows your name, you had a pretty good day. Um, or it's it's kind of the opposite, and and uh, they really are a little bit of night and day. That's a great analogy with anesthesia. If the surgeon's not yelling your name, and the patient doesn't remember either. Yeah. So speaking of anesthesia, um, you guys know you have a storefront and an injector. Are you both still doing anesthesia or are you full-time aesthetics? Um, so I do two days a week anesthesia and three days a week aesthetics. Um, Joe and I have both talked about this. And whenever people ask me, like, why would you stop doing anesthesia? I don't know that I'd ever stop. It was a really hard degree to get. And I do love it. I just love aesthetics more. And so my goal is to hopefully do aesthetics full time and squeeze some anesthesia in there. Um, but yeah, I love my office. I have no intentions of slowing down and I want to keep helping people there. So the goal is to be there is more. Yes. At least four days a week. And how about you, Joe? So I'm usually four days a week anesthesia and only one day at the office. Um, I come in on the weekends, help with parties, evenings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for right now, um, four days of anesthesia and one in the office. And, uh, like Katie said, I would, who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to be their own boss and, and, uh, do their own hours and whatnot. So I would love to get into the office a little bit more. Um, and time will tell. So when we have this conversation with people, 
we tend to forget where we were a year ago, which was me working four days a week or five days a week, sometimes picking up and Joe working five days a week on call late, sometimes weekends, holidays. And then I started doing this and he was like, I think I'm going to go ahead and just go straight 1099 and work five days a week, just eights instead of working call and nights and weekends. And I was like, great, that's fine because we can. And then when he trained, he knocked off a day, which is huge because a year ago I wasn't seeing Joe for dinner and I wasn't seeing him some weekends. Yeah. I guess there's a, there's a big asterisk by the, I'm four days a week of anesthesia. We, um, we four days a week of, of, uh, surgery center anesthesia mm-hmm. uh, type hours where I'm home by three or four. Um, I'm not he gets to see living, his kids on Wednesdays. If he's, yeah. We get to see our, each other for dinner. Yeah. And sometimes Wednesdays, if Joe's not super busy, he'll come home and spend time with the boys, which he did not have. We have two boys. They're almost three and four and a half. Um, but he didn't have that time a year ago. He was missing out on a lot of time actually. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. There was uh probably like Katie said about a year ago, I specifically remember three days back to back to back where I left, you know, uh, left at probably six o'clock in the morning and my, sh- you didn't just based on, cause I was on a call team. So it's a rotating out and just based on cases and whatnot, I didn't get home till seven o'clock at night and both boys were little. And so I didn't see him in the morning and I didn't see him at night when I got home cause they were already in bed. And I did that for three days in a row. And when we got to like the 72 hour mark of not seeing the kids, uh, I knew that, there there had to be a change somewhere so we made it happen so you knew there had to be a change but at this point it wasn't like aesthetics was on your radar it's just like there has to be a change we're not sure no i just kind of and it just it. out of the pure interest i love that because you guys you feel like you're so like purpose-based in everything you do and even what was the quote you say is like you provide um value or you provide you something you've changed someone's life and profit follows yeah i think so <laughs> i mean yeah it's- it's true. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, um, would you feel that since you started, because, you know, a lot of people I hear, you know, I see people all the time that are kind of stuck in the mainstream medical system and they they have a lifestyle that just really is is pretty tough. Like they're, you know, on call all the time, like, like you were, uh, they're missing time with their family. Would there be anything that you would say to them if somebody was kind of on the fence and they're like, they're afraid of, of the unknown of, of being their own medical entrepreneur and doing their own thing versus staying with the kind of, you know, perhaps even negative situation where they are uh, in mainstream medicine. So I'll I'll chat on that for a a quick second. You know, the great thing about the medical field, no matter what you do, is it's not going anywhere. To step out and try something new, there's a huge safety net for medical entrepreneurs in that the medical field is always there. If we stepped out and tried this and it didn't go well, okay, you just go back and, and, and start working more, right? So it's, to not take if you don't that, try it, you'll never know. Right. In some businesses, in some backgrounds, you're not going to have as big of a safety net. But the medical field is, is always going to be there no matter what. I mean, people are always going to need the medical field. So to those people that are, are considering or, or trying to find another avenue, find, find a passion and you always have your backup. Like it, the medical field is not going anywhere. So. And we work with a really great team too. If there were a slow week and I was like, eh, I could pick up today. I could. Our boss is amazing. Um, and so we have that again, like Joe just said, we have that to fall on, but I'm in a place where I, I, I'm not falling on it. I'm ready to just keep going forward. Um, 
But if somebody's new and they're unsure, you can do both at the same time, manage your time, maybe take one day off a week and do aesthetics that day. See how you like it. If you get five clients, you're going to make twice as much as you did in two days at your other job. So then you can start seeing how that's going to work for you. If it's if you start out slow, that's fine. If you start out fast, that's awesome. It doesn't matter how you start. Once you start, just keep going. Just don't look back. Start and don't look. I, that's what I tell everybody that comes to me and they're like, I'm thinking about doing this. I tell them to start and not look back. Just yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to have to want to do it, right? Any entrepreneur is going to tell you, you, you got to, there's got to be some drive there. If, if you're, if you're only in it halfway, it's never, it's never going to happen. So by me saying there's always a, a, the safety net of healthcare, don't, don't mistake that for, uh, I can dabble in this and I'm only going to give it half effort. You got, you got, you got to really want it. There's, we learned in the very beginning. It's a lot of work especially opening up a storefront, how much work there was. Like when we opened up a storefront, it was a whole new world of paperwork and legalities and everything else. Um, so that, that was mind blowing to do that. So you have to be in it a hundred percent, you know, find, find something and it doesn't have to be aesthetics. I was dabbling in stuff um, even beforehand um, in other medical esque uh, avenues. avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, Never came to fruition because I wasn't in it a hundred percent. And yeah, you gotta want it. So and if you want it, a, you gotta don't want look it back. But B, healthcare is always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you about the hundred percent. But I think all of us being medical and especially anesthesia, we're always thinking about that what if, and our brains are very logical. So I think that's a great explanation. It's like, hey, give it a hundred percent, but just know you always have a safety net. Well. When you have a month and you triple your salary as a CRNA, then maybe you won't be looking back. You know what I mean? So it'll happen. Wow. Again, you know, like say, like it's it's a great accomplishment just to become a CRNA. And then to hear you say that, that you've tripled your salary, that's pretty amazing. So congratulations to you all. And it's, it's not even been a year yet since you started. We work really hard. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> it's a lot, but I... I like, like we've said a million times, I feel like already when you love it, it doesn't feel like work. And when it starts to grow, it almost becomes like your little, you know, an extra it's little like child. Another kid. It's, a, it's, it's got <laughs> yeah, a little personality and everything. You're feeding like, it and yeah, you're growing it and you're, yeah. yeah you're, it's your baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of children and babies, you guys were ICU nurses when you met? Yeah. We, we worked at the Cleveland Clinic. And we worked in adjoining ICUs. And um, I always thought Joe was great. Everybody knew Joe was great. And I had no idea what he thought about me. But I did go out with some of the girls on the ICU floor. And at like 2 in the morning, I sent him a text and was like, why don't you ask me on a date? And this is like two months before we were leaving for anesthesia school. And I did not hear, fun fact, I did not hear from Joe until like 5.30 the next day, p.m. And he happened to be at his parents' where he gets no service. So when he left... I was out he, in the middle of nowhere, he, got no service, he in my defense. me and he was like, I am oblivious. I'm a dude. I do not know these things. Thank you for calling me out. Sure, I'll take you on a date, but we're also going to anesthesia school in two months. I was like, who cares? Well, at the time, I wasn't accepted in Ohio. I had applied was- to a couple different places and got accepted in George at Georgetown in D.C., and 
at the current time, I had accepted the position. I actually went down to the new student orientation and everything. So I was going to be eight, you know, eight hours away, a couple states away. And, and, uh, yeah, he was just that wasn't ever. I know. I I didn't, a new relationship wasn't on, on the mindset until uh, Katie said too bad. Until I called him out. And then we went out and it was history. It was just like, it kind of like the storefront. It just was meant to be. It was so easy. Um, it kind of always has been that way. Um, we just, it was like our missing puzzle piece. And now that sounds really cliche and cheesy, but it just has always been easy. We went to school. He ended up getting into Cincy actually the next month, Cincinnati's program. And I went to case. And so we were four hours apart our entire anesthesia school. Um, but it, it was never hard. And we got engaged nine months later. And then I told him I'm not getting married in anesthesia school on a student budget. And so then we just became, then we became CRNAs and we got married shortly after that and moved to Columbus. Wow. What a great story. Yeah. So when you guys first graduated anesthesia school, were you working together as new grads or were you in separate locations? No, we were separate there. Joe um, worked at Ohio State and I worked at Mount Carmel West, both big hospitals down here. Um, I took a 1099 position right off the bat. Um, again, decided I liked business and having my own anesthesia business. Um, and then Joe ended up eventually joining me there. It's like kind of a trend here. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a trend here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do something, Joe starts working there. He shows up. <laughs> He's just up behind. Yeah. And so actually kind of um, right before COVID hit, I had... Um, Lucas, who was two and Levi was six months. And I was like, I need to cut back my hours. I'm going to go strictly 1099 and bounce around some surgery centers, which I started. Then I started my anesthesia or my aesthetic business. And Joe, shortly after that, I think he started 1099 at surgery centers. And now we work together at the office. So like you said, it's just, there's a trend here. And no, it just, it, it just worked out. We've always worked together. It always felt comfortable. There was nothing ever weird about it. We got to have dates at lunch um, which and talk to each other because when we eat dinner with our children, we don't. Um, so I don't know. It's always been fun working together. Like 80% fun, 20% stress. So that's what I was going to ask you because, um, you know, married couples often maybe like we have a little where um, we don't always see eye to eye, but then you still have to go to work and be professional you have any stories or any uh, tips or any anything on that you'd like to speak Honestly, on? Honestly, Joe and I are so boring in that department. We really, the, people are going to hate us for this. They're going to turn off the podcast. We like don't argue. <laughs> and if we do, it's like, Joe was like, I don't like your tone. And I'm like, all right, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Or vice versa. But we just don't really argue that much. Truly. I would say the most we've ever argued was when we were trying to open up our office and we had like three weeks to put up walls, build a room, paint the entire thing, clean it, fix lights, like transform. We did it in three weeks and three of the days we were at training. The the little part she didn't tell you was even though we made that decision to get the uh, storefront in a very short period of time, she then turned to me and said, hey, Joe, uh, can we open up in like three weeks? Yeah, um, I wanted to open up like right after we did our filler and PRP training because I wanted to, you know, like we had clients that were asking and I wanted to be able to be of service. So, yeah, like. So that was a little stressful. It was. We, uh, but. It was a time we, crunch. We pulled it off. So. Yeah. 
everyone always says, you know, I could never work with my my spouse. But um, yeah, we're super boring, and everyone's probably going to turn off the podcast. But we don't we don't really fight. It's just we don't. It's, <laughs> well, kind of like you guys, I was like, I can't imagine not working with my spouse. You know, being away for that many hours is like, I think it's a blessing to get to work together. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. We do. And um, just to to ask again, like, what? How do you feel that like having your own uh, medical spa now has improved the the kind of family life or the the quality of your life? Like, do you feel now that you're able to spend more time with your your kids? I think you mentioned that a little bit earlier, but. You, you like uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. So as far as Joe goes, we talked about him, but he has almost every Wednesday off now, and he if if he doesn't need to be at the office because some sometimes he has a couple appointments, but if he doesn't, he stays home with the boys, and they have a guys' day. Which again, he didn't have that. He hasn't had that ever until now, so it's great. Um, I um, my Wednesdays are my busiest day. We do wrinkle free Wednesdays and people love it. It's super fun. We always have a lineup and, um, it's my favorite day of the week. I get to see all my people at the office. Um, but I, I don't wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I wake up at seven. <laughs> Joe knows this. I enjoy my sleep. Um, so I don't go in till like eight 30 or nine. I get to see my kids when they wake up, I get to feed them breakfast and then we run around and we get to play and then I'm off. And then, um, usually I'm busy till about three, like eight 30 to three, um, sometimes four. But if I, if I don't have anything after two, I will shut my schedule down and go home and see my kids. I can't just do that with anesthesia. And, um, there's been a couple of Fridays lately that have just been a, a little bit slower. I have like four clients and then by noon I'm done and I just go home and eat lunch with my kids and then take them to the park and then we rest. I mean, it's, it is awesome to know that I have control over that and I can see my kids. And that is so great to hear. That's one of the things that just really touches my heart is like, you know, cause so often, you know, in medicine, we're always trained to, you know, to, 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 you know, you're, you're the, you're the last resort. Like you gotta, you know, it's always up to you. Like, you know, you, you know, you, you can't, you, you're not expendable. Like you got to get in no matter what happens. Like you take responsibility, that kind of thing. And the thing is that people forget like that, that weighs heavy on your family, you know? And so it's so nice to hear that you get to. It, when we were at the hospital, sometimes it'd be like, Hey, can you guys stay an extra hour, an extra 35 minutes or 40 minutes? Just finish your case. And we did. I, it's hard saying no, we're with our patient. Of course we'll finish this case. Like, of course we'll be there with our patient. But if somebody texts me at four 30 and says, can you get me in at five 30? I'm sorry. No, I'm closed. Like I'm with my family. We're eating dinner. Um, not because I don't want to take care of you, but my office is closed and I can say that now. So I, I like having that sort of control over my own schedule and being able to make hours that are perfect for my family. I think in traditional medicine, you know, the provider kind of comes last, like what you said, and you're just expected to do more, stay longer. Um, whereas here, now you're 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 in the driver's seat. Yeah, it feels good to have control over our lives a little bit more. One thousand percent, and that's what what I said earlier about yeah. being, being your own boss is, is the best way to be. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I love being on the call team, and, and like Adam said, there's a definite calling to do that. Uh, you put everything ahead of yourself um, while you're there at the hospital. But it's amazing to uh, be able to own your own business and, and 
like Katie said, uh, lighten change, things up, change your schedule around when need be, be at home when need be, and kind of you determine determine that schedule, which is which is. And no matter where we've awesome. worked, we've also been really lucky. We've had really great groups. So even when Joe was working call, like he had a great group to work with. Oh, right now, no, like sure. the anesthesia that we do, we do it at great places with great people. But I like aesthetics the best. I'll, I just do. And it, the more I can be there, the better. It's better for my family and for me and all of it, my kids. So, Man, that is awesome. And then um, you mentioned before that, you know, I kind of feel like this every time we build a company, it's, it's like a, almost like a child. And I feel like there's some kind of um, creative energy that goes into that. Uh, maybe you could talk about what you guys feel with your, because I see you both wear the beautiful, smooth aesthetics t-shirt. Love it. You I, know? Came, I came from the office and just haven't changed. And Joe I just threw mine on. <laughs> we needed a mask. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've learned that I like that creative side. I like being able to do all that kind of stuff. Like Joe actually took the reins on apparel and stuff for us. Uh, he found a local lady who does apparel. She's got a small business out of her home and she, he got our um, scrubs embroidered by her and these shirts made. And um, we just started a membership recently. And I was like, you know what? I'm, we need, everybody needs to go home with a coffee tumbler. I'm going to have her make coffee tumblers. So now she's like our go-to girl. So it's another small business that we can support and give back to. So we have shirts, we have mugs. Oh, we're getting wrinkle-free Wednesday t-shirts. <laughs> I'm like branding this. Thank you, Allie Klotz. You gave me the idea. You're the best. Um, but I don't know. It's so cute, the shirts she made. And so we're going to have that. And everybody's going to wear them on Wednesdays at the office. I mean, people love it. It's fun getting to let your mind kind of run away and do fun, like creative, fun things. I, I do a lot of alliteration now. I didn't know I was good at that until I started this. So like bronze, Botox, and bubbles. We did like a spray tan and Botox event. And we're doing a donate event. We're not even providing services, but we're going to do a donation event. And one of my girlfriends is sponsoring it, um, another local business. And it's shop, shop, sip, and give. So we're going to um, shop each other's clothes. And I'm bringing in a couple of local vendors, boutiques. People get to shop them. It's not about me. It's just I get to host it because I have a space. But we get to support local boutiques. Um, and then everybody's bringing clothes. We're going to shop each other's clothes. Whatever doesn't get taken gets goes to a local um, dress for success. They dress ladies that can't afford clothing for their jobs. So it's being creative in that way, but being intentional about it too. Um, having a purpose behind it and having a reason to do it. Not just like, I don't know, everything I do has is intentional, mostly to help others and also to let people know who we are and I get to be creative while I do it. That's amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so you guys are in Lewis center, Ohio. If anybody's listening in Ohio and needs uh, to be wrinkle free or have beautiful lips, <laughs> oh, uh, smooth, yeah. aesthetics. <laughs> smooth aesthetics in Lewis center, Ohio. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're just, just North of Columbus, probably 15, maybe 20 minutes. Yep. Um, just one of the suburbs, just North of, North of Columbus. Just North of Polaris actually, which is a big yeah. shopping center. So, we love what we do. And I think what sets us apart is that when you walk in, you are not a number. We know every single client that walks in our door. I know how many kids they have or how many dogs they have. I know what they're doing this weekend. They can text me at any time. It's just a very personal experience and it's a very individualized experience. So you're not going to walk in and get a cookie cutter aesthetic. You're going to get 
an individualized plan that is perfect for you. Yeah, we try really hard not to be a big box store. We try really hard to get to know our clients and and uh, and spoil them yes. because we love them. There you go. That's that's the key to success, right there. Is is loving your customers. You know. One other question I had for you is like, do you feel like during the the entrepreneurial journey of of going into to basically being your own medical entrepreneur that your relationship grew uh, together? Yeah, I would say, and I I'm sure. I, that's a really hard question because it's on the spot and I have to like really think about it, but <laughs> I don't know. I think that we've just, Sorry, learned, no, that's okay. I just think that it just has proved that we work really well together. And we kind of always knew that because we always have, but in anesthesia, you don't really work together. You have your own individual room and you see each other at lunch and you ask each other how your day was and you weren't really working together. But in this setting, we do, we really do work together. And I think it's kind of shown um, the reason why Katie and I work so well as a couple as well. I, I think uh, where I fail miserably, uh, she picks me up. And then when she needs that extra push or, or that extra, um, hey, it's OK, or, the, you know, even the calming, um, you're way too freaked out about X, Y or Z. Um, I, I think we can kind of play off of each other there and. Uh, in that sense, I would 100% say that uh, it's helped us grow personally together as well. We've also had some really busy days in the office. And as I'm mm-hmm. coming out with a client, it's like Joe already knows what I wanted him to do. So he's already got them pulled up to check them out or got the next room set up or, you know, he has his client in and took them in the other room, even though they were supposed to be in this room, you know, because mine ran late. It's just, it's a great flow. It works so well because we kind of know exactly where we need to be around each other all the time. Well, and something we touched on earlier too about, you know, it's like, oh, here, you know, it turns out you have, you married a businesswoman and you, you thought you were marrying an ICU nurse. Um, but even like maybe both of you are probably seeing each other in a whole, whole nother light that you've never seen each other before. It's almost just like a whole nother dimension of your relationship. I think when you, there's something else to admire in your partner is like, well now like, oh, I have this businesswoman I'm married to that I never got to see her in that light before. And same thing with him. It's like, oh, he has a creative side. He's really good at making lips. So, you know, something, you, it's just, it's almost like a new attraction to one another, if you will, just because you're, you're seeing each other in a way that you didn't before. And it's really fun hearing each other talk to each other's clients I feel too like when I hear Joe talking to somebody that's either nervous or like joking around with somebody that you know like came in and they're ready to have fun and they're really excited we both kind of know how to talk to people as they come in we can read like oh this person's nervous or this person's excited it's fun watching Joe pick up on that as well because like we talked about earlier just because I'm a female doesn't mean I'm the only one in the room that knows how this person's feeling Joe knows too and he does a great job talking to his clients and I do, I love like being in the other room, listening to what he has to say and like listening to him joke around with somebody or calm them down. It's just, it's really fun. It is seeing a new side of them mm-hmm. that I didn't really know existed. Yeah. It's boosting each other up yeah. and, and uh, yeah. pushing each other to, to be better together. Right. Oh, I love yeah, that. I love that too. And it's just, a, it's awesome to see, just like you described, like being in that flow state and like patients are coming in and then. So it's like an orchestra, like each of you playing your own parts, but it makes a beautiful music, you know? So (laughs) that's all. A little story. We had a Mother's Day event. Um, It was very successful for so many ways. We got to spoil some of our most amazing clients. Um, Each of them brought a guest. So we got to treat them as well. Um, And everything was discounted that day because it was Mother's Day. So it was just for um, exclusive clients and their guests. And... 
people were literally walking up to Joe and handing him things. And I was treating patients and I came out and I was like, what happened today? It was like the best whirlwind there ever was. It was beautiful. I mean, we had food, we had flowers and gifts for people. And when we left, I was like, I didn't even check anybody out. And Joe was like, I got it. I did everything. And I was just like, my brain literally exploded. It was crazy. (laughs) It just, he knew where to pick up where I couldn't. So yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. We've done a couple of events like that where we just kind of make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. (laughs) Shout out to Jenna, our other injector. She's been amazing as well. She, she is like my office manager now. I just call her that. She likes the, the terms, the title, and she is outrageously good. And Jenna's actually her. one of the things I said earlier was we kind of pride ourselves on being on on being people. I, I think we do that well in the medical profession, right? We pick up on people's uh, nervousness and whatnot. So we pride ourselves on being people and getting to know our clients and whatnot. And one of the things when we were when we were ready to hire someone new. It's scary to, to hire somebody that you don't know. And so Jenna kind of fit the perfect. We knew we know Jenna, we knew from Jenna all the from way the back ICU. in the ICU. Uh, she was she actually knew in the us same, when we were getting engaged, like when we started dating. Yeah, so she was in the I was same at her ICU house when he didn't text me. As Katie. So we've, we've, known, we've known her for 10 plus years. And uh, yeah. she's just like family uh, mm-hmm. moving in and, and picked right up. And uh, she works great with us. She and, has been and vice versa, the so. exact right third person we needed yep. for this business so it's so. still still a little family still uh and that's how it feels everybody always. everybody knows each other really well and, and we work really well together it's awesome it is also beautiful that you're you know i always tell everybody medical entrepreneurs are like basically the the cornerstone of like the healthcare system because you know just like you see there like you offer now a position for someone and they can now escape the kind of the mainstream medical system and they can do something fun with you and, and by definition, you were literally building the economy. You know? Well, it worked because um, Jenna had actually recently left her job as a nurse at a surgery center, um, childcare issues, and it just in the thick of COVID. And she just, it was easier and better for her to be home with her kids. Um, so we offered this position and offered her a 1099 position and said, make your own hours, work as little or as much as you want. We have goals for you. And we'll help you meet them. Um, never monetary, but always like, let's hit this many of clients or how many new people have you talked to? And, um, so anyways, it just works for her because she still gets to see her kids, but she now also has that professional escape, whether it's two hours on a Wednesday and four hours on a Friday, she makes her schedule, but she has that. And she has always loved the aesthetics, the aesthetic medical business. So it was, truly a perfect fit well cool is there anything else you want to say um shout out to my brother and my dad who helped me with business questions um and shout to, out to all the all the uh beautiful local the local oh, yeah. businesses uh, yeah. local people that we've met um we, we've had a, a really truly phenomenal um circle of small businesses yes it's almost like-minded people it's 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 the the aunt the small business, small entrepreneur, uh, world. It's just, it's just an amazing world. Everyone kind of vibes off each other. Everybody loves what they do and they work really hard and really so you're amazing. around hardworking, passionate people and we love it. Man, that is awesome. Well, cool. I think that'll, yeah, 
I, I was just going to say one more shout out to the Beautify group, the Beautify group. And thank you, Kelly, for starting all this because I would yep. not be here without her. So we appreciate her too. And then, do you feel like um, the training that you got was basically set you up for success with uh, Beautify? Yep. And when I hear about other people who have trained and where they've trained, there's no comparison. It is the best. I've probably sent 10 people to Kelly in the last nine months. I mean, there's no other person I would send them to. She's the best. And we're, I'm truly grateful for her. I remember reaching out to her um, two weeks after or a month after I trained when I opened and told her that I made the same that month as I did as a CRNA. And I was in tears. I just never knew it was possible. And I was so grateful. So she knows how much I love her. I just wanted to say it again out loud. And I just want to reiterate that. So you said one month out, you made the same amount as you did CRNA in a month. Yeah. I've never had debt in my business. That's incredible. Wow. I hope you guys are celebrating all that. <laughs> There's a lot of champagne. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of hard work and a lot of drive. Like I said earlier, be nice to people and help them because 100% it's going to come full circle. Whether it's tomorrow or two years from now, it will happen for you too. So. And if I can say one real quick thing, I think that uh, even though she reached out to Kelly and told her that, I think one of the really cool things that uh, Katie and I both really focus on is we try not to set monetary goals. Um, we try and set other numbered goals. I think money can make people go crazy. So set a different type of goal than money. Money can come set client goals or X, X, Y, there's, there's a million different or, uh, goals you can set. That's not a, like a, a monetary number. The rest just kind of comes. Thank you for listening. As medical entrepreneurs, we have a saying, one vision, one purpose, freedom through prosperity. If you're ready to follow your destiny and break free of the mainstream medical system, join us at freedomthroughprosperity.com. See you next week.